if there are any supernatural fans out there, uh, this is kind of like where um, where Sam gets thrown into the pit of hell with um, uh, with Michael and Lucifer. Mm-hmm. All right, like it's you're not dead, but you're never coming out. Like it's, <laughs> this is this is eternity now. At least in this season. At least in this season. <laughs> this will be our final season. But wait, there's more. Um, <laughs> Welcome to Casuals of Terror episode 34. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hetch. What is up? Uh, we're, we're back again. Sharima's happening. If you didn't listen to the Point X episode, you should have uh, to prepare yourself for this, <laughs> this glorious journey. Your bags should be packed. Hetch told you to pack your bags last episode. So My if your bags ba- aren't packed, we know you didn't listen. Yeah, this, this is actually, I'm recording from a hotel room. I don't know where I'm at. I don't know where I'm at. Like it was something, something pandemic and Sharima, not a real place. Um, so I hopped on a bus and yeah, I, you know, I'm living my best life. <laughs> Housekeeping up top is always. So you guys can listen to us anywhere. If you want to swap platforms, it's up to you. We'll be there. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Best way to keep up to date on episodes. And that's at Podcast Core. That's Podcast C-O-R. You can send us an email at the same name at gmail.com. Leave a like, follow, and a short review. We always appreciate it. And tell a friend to let the bloodlust consume them and rage with the Casuals of Runeterra podcast. <laughs> oh, the rage is already consuming me. Is it just me or is everything turning red? <laughs> My body's ready. My body's ready. So uh, I've been playing a little bit again. I'm still playing the overwhelm, the Noxus Overwhelm deck I talked about uh, two episodes ago because uh, I'm enjoying that variant. I've always kind of enjoyed Overwhelm. It fits into my play style. Uh, but I did switch to a variant from a Japanese player named Jay Yori or Jory. Not really sure how he pronounces it. Uh, but I've been watching his version because previously I started with the swim version and his version fits a lot more into my play style. It's a lot more proactive uh, and consistent with doing things uh, where swim's version was a little bit slower. And I know swim's tweaking his version uh, to have a different game plan, but I've been enjoying it. It's, you know, I've had a few hours here and there at night where I play before I go to bed uh, and the games have just been, I've been rolling people, right? Which is great. Uh, the, The one deck I do have trouble with are some like, Weirdly enough, the Victor deck, because it does like Victor gets out of hand a little faster than I would like. Uh, so, yeah, it's the speed. It, it really is like that. That little quality of life change to Victor yeah. definitely was like giving him that little bit of a grace period that he yeah. needed, um, which is exciting because you know he he needed something and it was like okay this is a very small change but it was the right change so yes. yeah that that's cool and but i'm not surprised at all that you went with a more aggressive style you know yeah. mr oh there's a new set like we're gonna be having this conversation like <laughs> two weeks from now and it's gonna be like yeah there's a lot of sharima decks around so i'm playing discard aggro I'm um, <laughs> just I'm trying to kill them before they can play their cards. Yeah, so I know you. <laughs> yeah, new cards don't matter if they don't get to play them. Ah! <laughs> yeah, so um, uh, I 
uh, I I'm was uh, trying to get. All right, now hear me out. Mm-hmm. All right, I was working on a list of um, Riven and Vi mm-hmm. in the same deck, so that I could put the um, the Exiles Blade on Vi. Mm-hmm. And just dome somebody with Vi. Yeah. Um, it's not good. <laughs> it's really bad. So instead of giving that list, I will just say that I've been playing Scouts this week. Um, and I'm not going to tell you how many games of Scouts that I played this week. Oh, but, wait, withholding information. <laughs> so I, I, I'm just I'm just on my failed dreams. <laughs> The the field dreams. Of, it's I, listen. I commend you for sticking. Like when, whenever you're in doubt, you go back to scouts. Right. That should be that should be the uh, yeah, tagline. I, I need that on a t-shirt, man. Just t-shirts, like t-shirts. Yeah. When made. in doubt, play scouts. Yeah. <laughs> um, because that that's what I do. Is I'm yeah. like God. I'm sick and tired of losing. <laughs> Misfortune help. So let's let's hop into our main topic for this episode: bloodlust, brother. Uh, we're talking about the neck boy, Renekton. Uh, we talked about him in the trailer. He was a main character in the trailer, which was hype, uh, showing his rage as usual. So we're going to talk about where that rage comes from. <laughs> in our therapy session, this is an intervention for Renekton. This is what this episode has become. Uh, but first, we're going to talk about the spells, right? So we had a few. He, he was revealed, as always. And usually when they do the reveals, they give us a few spells that re- relate to them. Um, as they'll appear in the set. So for Renekton, we got some cool ones. And the big one that stood out to me was Exhaust. So this is the first time we're seeing the new spell defined as Focus, which is a spell speed that you're familiar with because it came along with gems. So with gems, essentially it's a burst speed spell that you can use at burst speed, but you can't use during combat. So they've opted to define that spell type, which is good because we talked about how it's a great way for them to work around designs and not break everything with certain cards that they want to introduce. So now they're called focus cards. And the, the symbol is like a little pink symbol that's kind of like a, a it's a diamond, but kind of like a tornado sort of looking. What does yeah, it look like it, to you? It, it's, it's like a, it's a very, it's a very strangely shaped jewel yeah. looking like purple jewel. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's I, I'm very glad that they just went ahead and gave it a keyword because, you know, it's been even we have been talking about how yeah. terrifyingly toxic something can be at burst speed. Hush, cough, cough, three mana burst, <laughs> cough, cough. So it's really nice that they just went ahead and embraced like what they've done with gems yeah. and uh, like with the reforged cards too, mm-hmm. and just went, you know what? Yeah, we're we're gonna keep doing this. Let's give it a keyword and keep putting more stuff out for it because it gives them a lot of creative things to do. Yes. So it's like, yeah, okay, I- I'm down for this. And I need, I, I, listen, I need a round of applause for myself that I resisted the urge to choose the three mana burst spell in this set. That was revealed. All right. I, it took a lot of effort. I typed it a couple times in the notes. I erased it. And then because exhaust really deserves it because oh it should God. be the focus. I just I just want people to understand how big of a decision that was for me. But we'll get there at some point. I'm sure it will break the game. So when with exhaust, uh, with this focus spell, it has give an enemy minus two minus or minus zero uh, and vulnerable this round. 
So at the focus speed, this is a good card. I think this is solid, obviously cost one. It functions as a burst spell. And it's a good way on offense to immediately swing a fight in your favor uh, because you get to maintain priority after you play it, right? So this obviously wants to be paired with like challenger effects as well. And, and it's also really cool because it's one of the few of these, what we now know as focus spells. Um, it's one of the few that gives a little bit more flexibility with it not being necessarily on your attack token. Mm-hmm. Um because the only other card that's like that is the um, is the spell that you get off of a flipped Lulu, which um, uh, help picks. Yep. Um, so the I was about to say I was like, oh crap, I, I haven't played Lulu in so long. <laughs> no one has. <laughs> I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> yes, but um, yeah, the picks that uh, Lulu got was the only one that gave you like that flexibility of like this is useful when I don't have an attack token. Yeah. Um. So exhaust being something that's like that that's also at that that pre-requirement of can't be an answer to a spell or in combat. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, yeah, this is, this is good. This is good. That's already like fun interactivity that we're seeing out of this mechanic. That's new and old at the same time. Exactly. So this takes us to our follower that we picked from this set, uh, which there's some good ones, uh, but bloodthirsty marauders stood out. So, this is a cool card because lore-wise, there's some implications. And Hedge is going to talk about that when we get to Renekton. Uh, oh, but yeah. we also saw this guy in the trailer. So at the beginning, the main character of that trailer was being chased by an individual. And that guy was a bloodthirsty marauder riding a crocodile through the desert, which sounds terrifying because it is. Uh, and this card is pretty solid. So, you know, it's a straightforward card. There's no uh, keywords. Uh, it's just a basic one cost, three one. Uh, which, you know, with Renekton and his style, it, it emphasizes aggression for the stats, but it's funny because it actually is suited more to defense, right? This is a card that you kind of want to play on your opponent's offensive turn because you get a three damage creature to plop in front of something for one. So you can commit something to the board, keep a bunch of mana open, and they have to really think about if they want to attack with one of their, you know, uh, characters with a, a bigger dumpy. Uh, than most let's put it that way oh not the dumpy again (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's the um like again also showing that um a quick shout out to uh that i'm blanking on the name of the card but it's uh the reforge card that got released with riven that's a three one and it's like oh yeah no three one at two mana is not oh carver yeah, Rune Carver. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I, I get it. Like, it's at two mana because, you know, you get another card, the Reforge. Yeah. But, yeah, no. One mana, three, one, you have my attention. <laughs> because it's, that that is, like, yeah, that's definitely really cool. But um, I, definitely the lore implications are a lot more curious to me on this one. And, of course, they're going to be more curious because it is just a vanilla oh, three, Weaver, one. sorry. Rune yeah. Weaver. Rune Weaver, thank you. Um, but yeah, like, I, I, the, you can't get too excited about a vanilla three-one. Like that's yeah, like the card itself. Yeah, what what more can you talk about? But yeah, yeah, bloodthirsty marauders. Hold on a second. Yeah. Hold on. Other acrobats are gonna want this card as well. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's, definitely. It's, it's it's value. There's value there. There's definitely value there. But like for me, it's definitely more like oh, hang on. 
let me think lore stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because that that's where it gets exciting for this. And they definitely made it more exciting because that cinematic is incredible. If you mm-hmm. haven't watched the cinematic for Sharima yet, go watch it. If you haven't watched any of the cinematics for the Runeterra games, um, Riot did not skimp on those. Like, go watch them. Yeah. They, they're really good. Yeah. Like, they're stupid good. So really it's good. really so, nice to see that he got a card. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's talk about Neckboy then. Let's get into it. Well, let's, let's get into it. So the, the Neckboy himself is one of the most terrifying things that old boomer hands veterans <laughs> of League of Legends players like Ryan and myself know and remember the menace of the top lane himself. Um, so... Already, we had flashbacks. Okay, now, so, when we are looking at the story of Renekton, we don't know this for whether it's having an effect in the game of Runeterra yet. We can assume that it's going to, but a we cannot talk about Renekton's story without mentioning his brother, Gnosis. Uh, and Gnosis is another champion in League of Legends. So their stories are very much hand-in-hand, yeah. kind of similar to like Leona and Diana. So I'm going to say Gnosis's name. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Right. <laughs> so, But these, the brothers of Renekton and Gnosis were super tight all, mm-hmm. all throughout all of their lives. So from a very young age moving forward. Um, Gnosis is oh, the we elder. We emphasize human brothers. Human brothers. From what we so know, that's right. human, yeah. Yeah, or so some, Renekton... Some humanoid race. So yeah. big, big spoiler to the story, Renekton was not always a crocodile. <laughs> right. So Wait, what? What? So Gnosis and Renekton were human children growing mm-hmm. up in the in the lands of Shurima. Gnosis, the older brother, very smart, very calm and collected, and was very much a scholastic achiever Mm -hmm. and was noticed by all of his peers, young and old. Renekton was the street thug, right? Even (laughs) from a young age, Renekton would be out in the streets playing with friends, getting very rowdy and picking fights. He was always getting into fights. And that is the beginning of their story. And it's very important because Gnosis ends up going to the most well-known academy in Sharima while Renekton keeps picking fights, except he's progressively getting into worse fights, going into worse places to get into more exciting fights. Renekton just, just like wanted anime. Yeah, Renekton just wanted to throw hands. All right. Yeah. He's, he's like, I'm bored. <laughs> Let's do this. So Gnosis reaches a point where he can pull some strings and he gets Renekton to join the military of Sharima. Mm-hmm. And he's able to do this before Renekton is even of legal age to join the army. And so that's that that's about the all the picture you need to know about Gnosis and the pool that he has at this yeah. point within the army. So Renekton joins the army and joining the army is everyone's probably thinking right now of somebody that they know that ended up joining the military mm-hmm. like and straightened their act up and for Renekton that's very much his character he, they, yeah. going into an a, a army situation was the discipline that he needed to kind of 
rein in his aggressive behavior while also giving his battle prowess a chance to shine because mm-hmm. if you spend your entire life growing up getting into fist fights yep. you're gonna be good at fighting yeah right because you're either you're either gonna be a broken body or you're gonna be good at it yep. and renekton did not have a broken body so renekton ends up becoming a very well-known and renowned soldier within the shuriman army and this lets him jump up into a very high standing position as far as uh, a captain of his own regiment, mm-hmm. but he's still very much a hands-on grizzled and battle scarred veteran. Yeah. He is a not, he does not ascend to the ranks of like Swain, uh, in Noxus mm-hmm. where he's, you know, calling out all the shots and he has no interest in that. Renekton was just enjoying his time being able to, beat up people and get paid for it yeah right and uh we do have to point out that shurima is and the ancient civilization that a lot of stories bring up of like the fall rise and fall of civilizations but Mm -hmm. shurima was very much a conquering body they were an expansionist nation so there were a lot of fights that renekton was going to be a part of and there were times that renekton was fighting in battles that it was believed he would not return from yeah uh there's specifically there's one story as far as with the um uh with saving the isolated city of zaretta um and this is where Renekton ends up becoming like a named entitled soldier and he becomes the gatekeeper of Sharima. And this was a battle that Gnosis ended up taking an army to because it was believed that they were all going to be dead. Like, you know, the 300 and King Leonidas mm-hmm. situation and Renekton's just sitting there going, yeah, what's up? I'm Go back. On. I'm back, baby. Uh, <laughs> so wearing a backwards hat. So he thrives in the battlefield. Yeah. He's he is living for this. And now we can fast forward to, uh, past his army career to when he goes back home because Gnosis is dying. All right. So this they have full lives within the Shuriman army, mm-hmm. and then Gnosis gets afflicted with a disease, and he's only got like a week to live. So Renekton goes to visit him, and the elite of Shurima announced that they are going to allow Gnosis to become an ascendant. Mm-hmm. So the ascendants in the land of Shurima are the ruling elite of Shurima, and they have undergone a process with the sun disk to be gifted by the gods immortal bodies. Mm-hmm. All right. So Gnosis is going to become one of these. To become one, he must ascend the steps of the sundial Mm -hmm. to undergo the ritual. He is so sick and so weak that he cannot ascend these steps. So without a second thought, Renekton picks up his dying brother and goes up the steps with him. So everyone believes that Renekton is going to die now because mm-hmm. he was not the gift. He was not allowed to undergo this process. Yep. He was not given permission to do so. So the gods would strike him down dead. Yep. The process begins, and lo and behold, two god warriors 
emerge from the ritual. So Gnosis and Renekton both become ascendants. Self-sacrifice. So this is where we get the the neck boy himself. This is where <laughs> we have the crocodile that is Renekton, yeah. where Gnosis takes on the appearance of a jackal. Mm-hmm. Um Jackal, it's jackal. Jackal? Is it a jackal? Jackal. It's a jackal. Jackal. It's a jackal. You know, Ryan, if it wasn't a jackal the first time, why the <laughs> hell would it be the next? <laughs> Our young listeners will not know, and this time I won't tell them. Ha <laughs> 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 um, Yeah, so Renekton, Renekton and Gnosis both get changed, but yeah. everyone, including Gnosis, kind of starts thinking to themselves that Renekton part of Renekton's mortal soul might be gone. Not just his body, but what made him human might be yeah. entirely gone. Because now Renekton has gone from a battle-scarred veteran into a bloodthirsty killer. So <laughs> yeah. now there's points where Renekton would kind of start lashing out at his subordinates physically, killing some allies because he couldn't <laughs> tell friend from foe. And it's like, oh, hold up. Now, friendly fire happens. But friendly fire is not supposed to happen. And that's the problem. Right? So, you know, and what's funny enough about the story is that we don't even go into talking about like a court martialing for Renekton. No, like since they are ascendants, they're the most powerful beings of yeah. Sharima. So both Gnosis and Renekton start, you know, taking on more responsibilities for the kingdom of Sharima. And the next ascendant, which was going to be the young emperor Azir, mm-hmm. something goes wrong. Yep. The sun disk explodes. They return home and no there good. is no home. <laughs> Nuclear bomb has gone off yep. in Sharima. They have no idea what's happened. They only see a being of pure energy which later on is named they find out is the magus of the uh, or the attendant of mm-hmm. azir which is zarath so zarath is now a being of pure energy Demacia warned y'all those maguses <laughs> you can't trust them you can't trust the mages <laughs> Right? Like, don't look, don't look at the mages. Demacia is forever. Right. <laughs> so, Gnosis and Renekton start fighting Zeroth to mm-hmm. try to protect what's left of this kingdom, and Renekton gets Gnosis to put him into the tomb of emperors. And the only way to get him in there is Renekton physically wrestles him into there. So this is <laughs> yeah. where this is where you start seeing like you know there is Renekton still in this crocodile yeah. being, although this crocodile being just kind of wants to eat everybody nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, so Gnosis begrudgingly agrees to Renekton's request, and he seals the tomb of emperors with Renekton and Zeroth inside. Yeah. So this is more like if it. If there are any supernatural fans out there, uh, this is kind of like where um, where Sam gets thrown into the pit of hell with um, uh, with Michael and Lucifer. Mm-hmm. All right, like it's you're not dead, but you're never coming out. Like it's, <laughs> this is this is eternity now. At least in this season. At least in this season. <laughs> this will be our final season. But wait, there's more. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so so Gnosis, you know, seals off his brother for what he thinks is the last time he'll ever see him. So for the time that they're trapped in the tomb, Zarath and Renekton are just 
duking it out, dodging each other, both trying not to die while both trying to kill the other guy. And throughout this unknown batch of time, Zeroth starts manipulating Renekton's thoughts and manipulating his aggressive behavior that's Mm -hmm. been already uh, exemplified by the transition into an Ascendant. And he's manipulating that aggression to say, this is Gnosis's fault. Mm -hmm. So Zeroth manipulates Renekton into just becoming angry at Gnosis. Not necessarily like, oh, now he's a tool of Zeroth. No, he's now just no longer has any friend. Their ally is not a word he knows anymore. And the mortal world rediscovers the tomb. We later find out that this is millennia past. Yeah. All right. The land of Sharima is gone. Nothing that Renekton and Zeroth recognizes exists anymore. But all Renekton knows is that he's out and he's going to kill that jackal that locked him up. <laughs> yep. And he somehow gains a following. So now there's like this sect in the these deserts in this wasteland of these people that are just here not to live a long life just to yeah. live a just to live a good one quote unquote uh and all that anyone knows of them is that uh anyone who gets close dies and sometimes their leader kills them <laughs> and that is what we know of these this desert wasteland and all that we know of Renekton and the here and now world of Runeterra it's uh, it was it's a, good it's story. a wild ride. <laughs> like, it's a good, so the the part that stands out to me before we get into the card, the part that stands out to me is it's great to see the the growth of Renekton right from this you know innate behavior of being aggressive and a brawler into becoming more disciplined through military, but then when he ascends, you know, due to this self sacrifice situation. He ascends into, and when you ascend, usually your chosen form is related to your personality. So he turns into this crocodile creature, but it brings him back to his core innate behavior, which is aggression, which is, you know, brutal, which is um, more of a brawler type uh, core. So it's like this, you know, this growth into ascendance, although he descends back into his primordial or, or primal self. And then it just gets darker and darker from that point because of the the question mark, you know, box that happens with Azir and Zara showing up, um, which brings everything back into this dark place, which fits the destroyed um, city now of Sharima, which is yeah. just, it, it's a great storytelling um, yeah. approach and, here. And the, the thing that you just said that really is like the biggest takeaway from what this bare bones into Renekton uh, is going to be like the idea of like, you know, except that there's going to be some question marks here because there's like, there's a lot to dive into as far as who the ascendants are a lot to dive into with what the sun disc is. Well, what the sun disc was and is Mm -hmm. and a lot to dive into with where Sharima stood back in time and where Sharima stands now. They, like, Renekton is just the bare, the tiniest tip of the iceberg. And there's, we could go on forever just diving into 
like these little details with Sharima. Uh, and that's the fact that we can do that is what makes it such good storytelling. Yeah. And this is one of those stories that's reminiscent of, you know, Victor that has a lot of crossover. Um, so we'll get more as we get more of the champions to fill it out, which is, you know, is what makes this fun. Right. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the card because <laughs> this is the part where it's like, OK, story's great. And the card is just as um, it, it's just as much of a twist and turn as the story behind Neck Boy himself. Yeah. And uh, a quick little callback to um, our Point X episode for these new cards. Um, it, the, the card already just has a lot to talk about because of the fact that it levels up twice. <laughs> what? All right. Like before we even talk about what this card is when you play it, it levels up twice. <laughs> so already we had a lot of people freaking out because it was like, here's the card. The card yeah. levels up. And then they showed the level up frame. And on the card, it's like to level me up. But we did that. <laughs> but we did that so oh boy like the, talk about some excitement so all right so first off renekton four mana four four with overwhelm yes um so already a really good stat line there um a little bit on the cheaper side but the overwhelm keyword is really good to have mm -hmm. um for that four attack um and he also has when I challenge an enemy, give me plus two plus one this round. Um, so that's already already a lot of good text that we like to see. Uh, the key part here is that it does not have challenge. Yep. So you need to give either Renekton challenge or give creatures vulnerable to be able to uh, to be able to have that mechanic actually trigger. Yep. Um, so his level up is I've dealt twelve plus damage. Um, so without the challenge, three attacks or, you know, two attacks. Which is a lot to be yeah. able to confirm. Yeah. Yeah. And he does not have that big dumpy. Um, no. Well, he's got a good dumpy, but it's not like a monstrous <laughs> dumpy to be looking at all those attacks. So, you know, you, hey, you open that door. <laughs> Laugh all you want. You open that door. Um, so like that, his level up is already like uh, it's already got some hoops to jump through. But the when we get to the level up card, it becomes a five five with overwhelm. On attack, give me plus three plus three this round. All right, so that's sick. All right, like yeah. um, rest in peace, Shavana. <laughs> I I barely knew you. I uh, the deck that I put so much work in is just useless. The now. true Thanks. dragon known as Renekton. The, tr the true dragon <laughs> is now crocodile. The swamp dragon. The swamp dragon. Yeah, girl. <laughs> All right. So, so yeah, like you know, plus three, plus three, and overwhelm. Heck yes. But now, it says level up again. <laughs> so to level up. For level three, instead of just level two, you've restored the sun disc. Um, we talked about that card a little bit more in our Point X episode. Mm -hmm. As far as just quick bare bones, it's a landmark um, for one mana that you can draw if you're playing a fully Sharima deck. And it has countdown 25 before it 
before it's restored. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you have the restored sun disc, Renekton becomes his level three ascendant form, mm-hmm. um, which is a 10 10 <laughs> four mana. Holy crap. <laughs> Holy crap. So 10 10 with overwhelm. And it now has when I block or attack, deal two damage to enemies and the enemy nexus. Holy yep. mother of pearl. <laughs> so it, it's essentially a situation in which Renekton being an aggressive card gives you this tiny window where you get to win the game. And if on either end you don't, you're going to lose. Because remember, when you level up a champion, even if they get rid of the first one, if you have another one in hand, it's leveled up. It, not only is it leveled up, but it's like, it's four mana. <laughs> like, now, think think of like, if you've pulled off some weird shenanigans to where yeah. you've gotten like, like, Rekindler, yeah. Off, like if you're not playing this in a fully Sharima deck, um, which wouldn't even be possible because oh, would it wouldn't, like, because the, 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 the sun, we don't know yet. like the sun disc, like is drawn if it's all Sharima cards, yeah. but I think it still works if it's not all Sharima cards, who yeah. knows, but like <laughs> you, you get like a copy of Renekton. So then it's like, if you did that. There's a yeah. Renekton on the board. You could have two Renektons in hand and play them both in a late game situation because it's four mana. So Hedge made a joke uh, it, when he talked about when new sets come out, when I immediately go to discard aggro. And this is one of the reasons. I have no time to be thinking about or dealing with these shenanigans <laughs> at 10 mana. Like once we get there, you're dead. If you're not dead, I've already quit. So it's it's irrelevant. At turn seven, I have no cards in hand. <laughs> so either I've won or I've lost. The, exactly. The game it's is cool ending card. on this turn. It's a cool card. It's a great reveal because, you know, we kind of we were rumored. We talked about a, a Renekton being one of those, his aggressiveness and how that card would be designed. So they nailed it. Like, they always nail it. They're real good at this, and they're keeping the pace, which is great. So all that being said... We're at that point in the episode where I have a question for Hatch. And this one obviously fits the theme of this episode. So if Damn you. you were ascended, right? Okay. Which animal form would you take? And I go first, as always. And mine's kind of on the nose, but it just fits. I think it fits very well for me, which is a Black Panther, right? It's, it's one of those cases where Panthers... As cre- and obviously I love Black Panther as the comics, but that's part of it. But Panthers as creatures are, you know, they're strong. I I consider myself strong, uh, but they're also resourceful creatures. Uh, so why not? I mean, I'm ascending, right? Well, let, let's let's be the best version of myself uh, in 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 my new form. So I think that would be cool. I really haven't thought about like what type of weapon I would use. Um, because oh. you have to have a cool weapon oh, with, with, that, with everything. I have, to, Maybe, I have to think even more now. I would think probably I really like scimitars. I've talked about that in other episodes. Yeah. So screw it. I'm going scimitars again. Yeah. Stick, stick yeah. with what you know, baby. 
I know, right? Yeah. All right. Um, and I think I think I've kind of answered like both of those questions before. So yeah. if anything, I'm just showing consistency. So it not necessarily answered like these questions before, yeah. but like connecting them again because I think my ascended form would be more like a wild boar. Yep. All right. So as I'll far as like, not, like not like a domesticated pig, but I would be a fatter boar than yeah. I would be like you know muscular. Like but, a grogus boar. Yeah. Like ah. Uh, God, please bring me Gragas. Riot, please. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'd be a boar, and then, um, I like my my weapon would probably be like uh, more like a club. Um, okay. So like something that like I could effectively just baseball swing. Right? Yep. <laughs> like, it all I, like I would. It all comes full circle. Yeah, like you know, like something that I could just like you know like. It, we would be ascended so it would yeah. be these immortal bodies that would that are better than our human bodies so yeah. i mean i'm talking something fierce like yeah. it you know it would it would have like a lot of like runic shapes and stuff to make the mortals like truly worship me like a trundle club of sorts yeah but i you know it look better than like trundle's club yeah. like trundle you know it looks like a troll's club yeah. right now i'm thinking like you know like you see it it's like you want to take the time to try to figure out what's carved into this club but oh yeah. wait there's no time because it's now crashing down on you. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Good answer. Good answer. So yeah, that, it's funny because when you look at and if, if you guys haven't heard our other questions, go back. There's there's a there's a path here. It all comes together. It's the lore <laughs> within lore. And actually, on the only symbol that I know for certain that's going to be on the club, it's going to be on the very tip of the club, like yeah. at the very end of it, and it is going to be a carving of Cervantes. <laughs> of course, branding's everything. I get it. I completely understand. But with that one, as always, thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon, very soon, with the next episode. Yeah, um, you know, and uh, because it probably won't be the next episode, and just to date this episode a little bit, um, like hype train for J four. Um, I yeah. I want to bring the hype train up now because you're all welcome out there. I swear <laughs> that we're getting Jarvin in this card game because you and I have talked about him already on the show before he's even in the card game. So you're all welcome. Listen, and Riot, you're welcome for giving you the idea. <laughs> and we already have the title. It's going to be great. <laughs> all right. We'll talk to y'all later. Take care, everybody.